Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were just listening to, and that means yeah. it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. <laughs> Happy New Year! 2024. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. First one. yeah. First one in the books. <clears throat> January. We made it, boys, to 2024. We made, it. We made it to 2024. I'm not sure if we're going to make it through 2024, though. It's, I think uh, you've already had that bad of a start. Nick. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just what think we're not going to. No, she didn't do anything, man. I what mean, chickens, too. Chickens are good. I what mean, Zeus do? well, Zeus would be Zeus. He's I mean, nervous about the voting year. Yeah. Well, not so much the voting year. I think it's just everything in a whole is just going to be crazy. World War Three is upon us. It's going to be crazy. Closer dude. and closer every dude, day. World AI World is three, getting more really? advanced, bro. There's a lot of people. Like, uh, I mean, Israel's going at it with all of the Middle East. You got Ukraine going at it. Well, they're, they've been going at it. You know, for over almost two years going on it. I mean. It's crazy. Everything's crazy. It's going to be a really interesting year how, how it's going to go down. 50 different versions of COVID. Oh, Jesus. You know, the Canadian yeah, version, yeah. the Southern you version. One that yeah. does, you know, lower digestive now, too. So now you can, it's like a stomach. I'm like, you know what? You guys are just full of crap. You're just calling everything COVID that, that's just normally out there. You well, know? It probably really is a variant of that original thing. But well, that's how it goes. But let, you know, e- each the, year, a new flu, one comes out. The that, flu is the flu. It is. <laughs> just, just have cigars and like so high test bourbon, and you'll yeah, be fine. Like if you're compromised, stay home, like you usually do. Yeah, and if you feel sick, happens. man, just if you feel don't talk the to your mother that way. You know, and, and then if you're sick, don't go see elderly people. That's you know what true, I mean? Yeah. Like that, you know, it's common sense. Unless you, unless you don't like those elderly people, then you go see them. Yeah. That's just cruel. It would be cruel, cruel. yes. Yes, It would be cruel. How how dare I say something Mm. of that craziness? Well, we are going to start 2024 (laughs) with a... A dark uh, start with a dark star. Yes, uh, that's probably a good way to put it. Um, This is the Rocky Patel Dark Star Robusto. It just came out last month. Robusto. And uh, it features a uh, Honduran Corojo... Ramper, uh, San Andreas Binder, and uh, tobacco from Paraguay. Paraguay. Honduras and Nicaragua in the filler. And it is the first time that that Paraguayan tobacco is used by Rocky Patel. Yes. It is a seed brought over from Paraguay that was grown in Honduras by the Placencia family. No surprise there. Yeah. They are amazing. They know how to grow stuff. Yeah, they do. So the Robusto here is five and a half by 50. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna come right out and say it up front. This is, this is a very good cigar. It is. This is a very good cigar. That said, <laughs> it's not that dark. No, it and is the, not. The band is white. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm wondering about I I wonder about the name and the the whole marketing behind it. That mm. said, I mean the band looks great on it. Yeah. The does Rocky the, have a bad band? Mm. You know. Not he has, really. He has big bands. He has big bands. He and has they big do not bands. lie. I mean, lie, yeah. the only one that would probably come to mind that ALR. was not. I mean, the first edition was meh. The second edition, I mean, is beautiful. I mean, the rose gold and the white. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ALR Part Two is is well, fantastic. I just mean the Bible on the front. I mean, it's just well. That's what I'm saying. So the first edition was just like not even it looked label. like yeah, it looked like somebody wrote it on there. Mm-hmm. And not bashing Rocky, Rocky, if you're watching, or Mike, if you're watching. I'm not bashing you guys. I love no, you guys. It's just our opinion. But I mean, was not <laughs> was I mean it looked if you looked at it quickly, <laughs> it's just, it is our offense. opinion. No offense. I mean, if you looked at quick, if you look if you looked at well, not rapper band band. Well, it's, if it's you look pretty at, much a rapper. There's no cigar showing, like on the ALR two or the ALR one. Because they, I'm talking about the ALR one. Whatever the one with the Bible wrapped around it. There's a fair oh, number that's, of that's, cigars with the Bible wrapped around. Yeah, it. I mean the sixty. We haven't got into it yet, Levi. We'll get. We'll let you know, but yeah. we'll let you know, brother. We'll get it's, you on the show. You can sit down for wet. five minutes. <laughs> it is very wet. That's true. So, I mean, the first ALR, I mean, it looked, if you looked at it quickly, it looked like the vintage 99 mm-hmm. Connecticut. That, that was our, our one of our bar, so, bar guys. Right? Oh, yes, yes Levi. He's, he's the, the we mastermind. We wanted to know about the drink, and all I could say is it's, it's wet. wet. It's not uh, It's not. Dave's cup of tea, but I mean, it's well, alcohol let's talk about it. It's a um, we're pairing this with a uh, a kind of a variant of the old fashioned that Levi mm. just kind of uh, came Ooh. up with after smoking the Dark Star Robusto. It's actually so pretty kudos good. kudos to him for smoking like, the cigar yeah. and then coming up with something that he thought would pair well with it. Um, the last several times he has done pairings, he's done a great job. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he does with this. Wow. Um, well, what? I just took a sip, and I had to draw off the cigar, and it goes really well. It does. I mean, it the citrus note it brings, brings brings more of that Corojo tobacco, yeah, uh, that wrapper out I'm of there. Mystif- it really does. I'm it's mystified. Re- it's really, really when nice. I tasted, really pleasant. When I sorry to interrupt. Go, go I, ahead, I, go I, ahead, I bro. Do that a lot. The uh, I, I when I tasted the drink, I was like, well, this is just like fruity. I'm like, it's it's, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, how I've had the Dark Star before, so I know what it is. Yeah. And then I tasted it, and I was just like, wow, it totally just complimented it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised. It actually that. brings out a lot of the sweetness in the and San Andreas, it, I honestly, think. Yeah, for sure. The, and that's, the pairing is probably a big part of whether or not I like the drink or not, if yeah. I've never had it before. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm like, wow, this is really refreshing now. It is. <laughs> it is. I mean... So that just totally the changed The citrus note in the drink brings yeah. out so much flavor in that cigar. And I've had the cigar a bunch of times, too, since we've got it in without a pairing. One of my and New Year's cigars it can be, It can be a little on the dry side. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is a really interesting spice, and it's kind of... Um, I don't want to say that's, that's from the Peruvian tobacco. Way, from the Peruvian from, tobacco. From the Peruvian tobacco. The rocket slices. I mean, we should have got hot toddies because it's like forty-five degrees up here right now. <laughs> it's not smoke you're seeing; it's our breath. Mm, yes. <laughs> don't We're be not, fooled. Not we are indoors. Breath. <laughs> yeah. Don't be fooled. We are indoors. We're not doing this outside. Oh my god. But um, yeah. I mean, wow, man. 
Mm. But the hey, citrus it's note not in there. <laughs> True. I mean, the citrus note in the drink is bringing out so much in that cigar, man. I mean, it's incredible. And Levi hits a home run again, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, I can't. The now with that drink, I can't wait to get into the pipe. Mm -hmm. The pipe tobacco is going to be crazy. Mm. It's going to be so more, so much yeah, more interesting. I'm, I'm worried about it. No, no the pipe tobacco. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that vanilla hint is going to go against that sweet tartiness. Well, we will find out, won't we, mm -hmm. in about 20 minutes? That's maybe what they call, maybe <laughs> what's for you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rocky Patel uh, quotes this cigar as being. You know, having flavors of dark chocolate, espresso, and subtle hints of dried fruit. Yes. You get all that from this Absolute, cigar? Absolutely, yes. think that's accurate? Oh. I got the dark chocolate mm -hmm. or maybe an unsweetened milk chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't. What, what, else, what else did you say? Espresso. Espresso, espresso is dark fruit. Because I don't drink, drink coffee. 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 Yeah, but definitely the chocolate note in there for and sure. subtle hints of dried fruit. Yeah. Don't get the fruit. I, maybe maybe a little citrus from, obviously, a little cross-contamination mm -hmm. from the drink and stuff. But, I mean, I don't get the fruit. It's definitely but, a really kind of it, in the background kind of dark sweetness to it. Yeah, it's yeah. on the back it's, of the tongue, you know. But it's a, uh, you know, the, definitely the, the dark cocoa think of I it, get. Think of it like a, like a Virginia. You know how you get that dark yeah. kind of datiness? Datiness. Like yeah. Raisin, like date, date, date I raisin. Know, I know what he was talking Club, about. I was making fig, a front of what he said. Dating. Figure, figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> you guys yeah. are. Oh, we're starting off the year so bad. So bad. The puns so are punnable. so bad. Mm -hmm. uh, what else have we got on this docket, Danny? That's well, it, just a cigar. Okay, we're just going to talk about one of the, one, I'll tell you this, though. I mean, the, the cigar is, you know, burning great. You know, I, yeah. these little wavy things, some people just get real anal about nah. wanting it's it to not be straight. A straight I don't. Line. But, but it's burning fine all the they way get, Yeah, I guess he's, some you people know. get anal about it. But, I'm, man, uh, let the cigar do what it's got to do. Yeah, It'll a, be fine. It's a freaking leaf. You know, it's not like some it's not gonna burn manufactured. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nature here. Respect it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that said, uh, you know, I had, when I took the bottom of the band off, a little bit of the wrapper came off with it. Didn't do nothing. That happened. That happened to me with the, too. The, the last cigar I had. Yeah. From them too. Now it didn't affect the burn at all. Yeah. But uh, you know, it it did come off. Mm -hmm. That kind of, you know, those bands are on there tight. Mm-hmm. Well, that well that, not did only you, that, did you it, lose it's, a little bit of wrap. I did little, not. No, mine little, was fine. Not, okay. With a little, little too much glue on there. Just mm -hmm. a tad bit. A little, a little too much glue. Yeah, you can see a little bit. Uh, yeah, see that? There you go. You can see the wrapper stuck to that. Ooh. It's got a bacon strip. Yep. A little bit of a strip there. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah. it's pretty good. I mean, the cigar is pretty damn good, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, the, and I think one of the greatest points of the cigar is it's one of the lowest priced cigars in Rocky's portfolio. Well, it was interesting that he released this. With the conviction, yeah, with you know the conviction being a hundred dollar cigar, cigar yeah. you know fifteen year old age tobacco, the highs really and the high lows, end, you know. Uh, so you know, <laughs> Dark Star yeah, looked I'll, great. I'll, I'll wait till someone says here, Dave. <laughs> That's my conviction. Well, um, Kurt 
had a conviction. I heard you talking about it. And he said if he were going to rate it, he would give it a 99. Whoa. It was was just about as perfect as a cigar could get. He... He had to, you know, had plans to go somewhere, and he just axed the plan so that he could sit and now finish smoking his cigar. cigar love. And he smoked <laughs> yeah. it. I watched him smoke it all the way down to the end. There was never a burn issue. Um, he never had to touch it up. The room note was fantastic, and he just enjoyed it from one end to the other. That's awesome. Really, really good. So oh. big kudos from Kurt on the conviction. Yeah. It's awesome. I'll have to uh, take his word for it. Because <laughs> that's the $100 cigar. Yeah, 100 would... cigars. And, the, you know, the 5,000 boxes uh, were released. That's Just it. don't buy a box of ammo this week. Buy a cigar. <sighs> nope. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not happening, man. No, like, I'm not. Or like, no. or like a case of Tannerite. You know. I don't do that stuff. Don't I do see that no time. man. I've never done that My stuff. My friend Pete just picked up a couple things. Of That's dangerous. I mean, Tannerite it's still fun stuff. Yeah, it's it, still, is. it is fun. I mean, <laughs> I I've seen videos. I've never shot at Tannerite. Mm-hmm. I've seen. You things see that video gone with wrong? the dude where he blew up the fridge and it almost. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my god, there's horrible videos out there online, dude. I'm not. I've shot some uh, stuff up with Tanner Wright. I'm oh, good. Gotta, I'm good. Yeah, he got, I don't. He's got like two bricks like this mm-hmm. big. Dude, uh, they're ten bucks. They were yeah. ten bucks for each brick. Nope. Nope. Like crazy. That's I'm awesome. I'm all set, dude. I'm not. Yeah. My friend Pete's getting me into guns. So. Oh. Oh, finally. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean. Guns, yeah, we went down to uh, shooting is down to Shooters Outpost. He showed yep. me the museum. We did a walk around. Oh yeah, Shooters yeah. Shooters Outpost is amazing. I mean. It, for shooters outpost to me is that's the walmart not walmart as in like yeah, cheap yeah, stuff because yeah. i mean they sell guns but i mean they have everything there mm-hmm. i mean you can go up there you can get your own you know you can do tax stamps and you can get your suppressors you can build you know pretty much you can build your own gun there i mean they have everything you got uppers yeah, they got crazy. lowers they got it's barrels crazy. they got everything there dude yeah i mean if you haven't been there it, it, it can be overwhelming i mean it's a huge store I mean, it's two floors. They got guns everywhere, I, and they have like mounted animals too, like on the walls. Oh like, yeah, they, I didn't, I didn't know deers could get that big. Yeah, like, bro. There was, I was like, they're big, they're yeah, big animals, big man. Animals, buffaloes, and I was like, damn, yes. these suckers are huge. You can get gun safes <laughs> there. I'm glad <laughs> I'm in civilized Asia. If I was back in colonial days, Dave civilized would be dead. Asia? Dave, Dave would be dead. Said? Colonial. It sounded like he said civilized Asia. Civilized Asia. Civilized Asia. I'm in civilized, civilized Asia. I'm in civilized Asia. <laughs> wow. We're in New China. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, actually. Well, right. just, oh, you asked yourself. I just patted myself. Mm-hmm. Just, I just did a Chamberlain. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. Well, while Nick's uh, cleaning out his willies. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's uh, going on at Twitter. What's going on? Everything. And, uh, I, I am going to be telling you some stuff that is literally just been approved. Uh, I don't I'm know excited. it. I'm excited about it. Uh, just got approved today, and it's going to be starting Friday, the uh, 5th of January. We're doing a leap into 2024. With, with 724, I think. Oh, with awesome. 724, and uh, we're going to have a big. We're going to have a big um, uh, promotion of 724 cigars running through 
the 29th of February. Really? That Why not all the way until June? That only happens until that only happens once every four years, Dave. The 29th. Yeah, of it's February. leap year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's leap year. Year of the dragon. And so. Um, during that whole time, the five and dime box is going to be 99 bucks, Yep. which is some good savings there. And then on everything else, it's going to be buy four, get one for 724. And you buy a box of 724. We like buy seven. Get you're going to get, you're going to get a five pack of cigars. If you buy, buy two 20, boxes or mix and match 40 singles, however, however you want to do it, you're going to get a 10 pack of cigars and a 724. 10 count travel humidor to put them in if you do three boxes this is the sweet one three mm -hmm. boxes uh, or 60 singles mm -hmm. however you want to do it you're going to get the 10 pack of cigars a 30 count travel humidor mm. and the first eight people to do that are going to get into a vip smoking with kurt kendall here at the bar on the 29th of February, that's a Thursday, at 6 o'clock. And he's going to bring out some very, very epic 724 from his vault, along with some very cool libations. Libations. That you are not going to be able to get Woo. libations anywhere else. And let me tell you, the dude's got it. So. And he's got oh, it. Oh, yeah. We, it's we gonna had be, a little bit of it on it's, Christmas it's gonna Eve. Be, it's going to be very much the... the, the the vibe is going to be very much like the whole Christmas Eve thing he did with us. He brought out, you know, on Christmas Eve, Kurt likes to get together with the staff. Crown Royal. And 63. Oh, 63? 1963, yeah. Yep. We had 1963 Crown Royal and uh, Fonseca Figurado from 2003. Which 20-year-old 20, 20 cigar. We couldn't believe how much flavor was in right? that thing. It didn't, did not taste like it was 20 years old. I mean, old. you no. could taste. You it knew phenomenal. it was aged. It had that age. Yeah. But it had incredible like, flavor to it. Oh, yeah. It's it still was, a medium, medium full cigar. And, oh, yeah. After all this time. And yeah. Crown Royal today is not anything like Crown Royal. Oh, that no. 63 so, Crown well, I mean, that thing is 60 years ago. That predates me by, by seven years. That predates so, me by a it lot. Was, it was incredibly tasty. Yeah, Let for sure. You, that was awesome. But eight people going to sit at the bar, smoke, drink. And you're going to get stuff from Kurt that you just are not going to get anywhere else. Yeah. So the first eight people who do the three-box deal will get to do that with him. Exclusive thing right here at the 724 Lounge on February 29th. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. PM. That's going to be awesome. I wonder if staff's uh, involved or staff can, can be invited. That'd be crash. pretty cool. We'll just crash <laughs> we'll Just it. crash it. And be like, hey, let's go. Like, What's yeah. up? Yeah, I'm on the clock at that time. We're just getting off the clock at that time. That's right. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm be be you know, I'll be here late. What time does it start? Six? Six. Yeah, see, I'll be there when it's over, mm -hmm. as usual. We'll give you the empty bottle, Dave. Mm. You can make some dog walker, dog walker, <laughs> dog walker samples with it. <laughs> oh. uh, I am uh, thoroughly enjoying this cigar. Mm. I mean, a lot more now than I did before. I mean, it was just... That drink too. I mean, the drink. The drink is really bringing it out. It's, damn, it's yeah. It's the drink it's, is also very refreshing. Oh, for sure. Considering we should have got hot toddies, but it's okay. Nope. Instead, we got drinks on the ice when it's uh, 
I don't even think the ice is melting. I don't think so either. But <laughs> big big ice cubes like that, they don't melt. They don't melt quickly because they're so dense. Mm-hmm. So keeps the keeps the drink cold mm. without messing it with it. So what did you guys do on uh, New Year's Eve? Anything oh. in the year? Yeah. I went to. Uh, oh boy. My friend, my friend uh, Pete invited me out to his friend's house, and they were having um, a party with their uh, smoker. So there was a smoker out back that had probably ten slots in it to put in. Yeah. You know, food meat. and stuff, meat. <laughs> and uh, my friend Pete brought um, the uh, some corned beef mm-hmm. that he uh, sliced into uh, small enough pieces to put on to make sliders with. Oh, nice! With oh. Uh, this, uh, um, and he, you know, of course, he picked it up at a tuck away so mm-hmm. it's <laughs> beautiful you know? yep and uh um with this hand cut swiss cheese Ooh. from a brick that, oh it's unbelievable and to top that off with this really special spicy honey mustard that's like a bottle about the size of this glass and it's 25 bucks wow yeah on it's got like peppercorn in it and oh it, it, those were just amazing and then there was pulled pork Mm-hmm. Uh, burnt ends mm-hmm. that were hot and spicy, and one was uh, like uh, honey barbecue. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, and then there was like um, a, a spicy chicken, a barbecue chicken, and then um, like uh, I forget. There was three different types of chicken. Did I mention the pulled pork? Yes. Yeah, and, and the pulled pork. And then there was this um, bread with uh buffalo chicken on it layered on top of like cheese it looked like it looked like a it looked like a, a loaf of bread with like la- a lasagna on it that's what it looked like <laughs> and it was just like the most unbelievable stuff and the craziest thing about it was it was gluten free mm. and and it was just the most delicious thing ever like mm. you know there's got you know so there is some gluten free food mm. that's just absolutely amazing and then, of course, it was like seven trays of cookies, all oh. completely different. Of course. And oh my gosh, yeah, it was, it was a horrible night. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> and, like. And and then on top of all that, I had to, I was forced to drink Buffalo Trace. Oh Jesus, that's a torture. Yeah, that's torture in that's itself, horrible. right there. Oh my lord. I feel, I feel your pain. And then I, and then I had to smoke a beef stick. Mm-hmm. I smoked a Dark Star, and then I smoked a. Uh, a UF thirteen. Oh, there you go. Whoa, a UF thirteen, huh? You were you were closing out twenty twenty three with uh, real pizzazz. Yeah. Absolutely, I didn't even come close to that. I I just. What'd you do? Oh, went over uh, to the in laws' house. Chickens. No. Yeah, I went inside, watched some TV with them. You know, clocked about this, clocked about that. Yeah, went much. in, took a nap, got up, did some. Oh, well, they go to bed early. I mean, as soon Had as the sun goes down, they go to bed. Yeah. They go to bed early. It was they just a perfect night. We went. We got there. We set everything up. You know, the smoker was still smoking, so we went outside and smoked with it. Nice. You know, after that cigar, we went in. All the food was done, so we ate round one. You know, I probably had like four sliders and like a, a you know two pieces of that breaded stuff. Went out, had another cigar, went back in, did the same thing again. <laughs> went back out, had another, had the last cigar. Oh. It was a great night. I was really lucky. It sounds like you had a great time. Yeah. 
I really had a very killed. early night because I had to be here at oh dark thirty. Oh jeez, yeah. So Just ended it. And then you know I knew it was going to be a long day going oh, into yeah. the podcast and everything. Yep. So yep. I yep. did not stay up to see the ball drop. I was. I, I did, was, and then I went to bed. I, I did. Was, I was in bed and sleeping by like ten o'clock. Oh man, very unlike uh, me. I didn't get to bed until like three. Uh, what did you do to kept you up till three? You well, had a good time. Well, well, actually well, left with, like, the, with the in-laws, yeah. my wife's cousin Ruben came over, and he's always Ruben. a good thing. Ruben. Ruben's Ruben. awesome guy, man. Ruben. Talk about Ruben. Ruben. Ruben's an awesome guy. He's uh. See anything like the sandwich? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little crowdy. A little bit. He's awesome. I mean, rough around the edges, but he's awesome. No, I can't say that about him. Ruben, I mean... Ruben is smooth around the edges, man. I love Ruben. He's <laughs> smooth sure around the edges. I, uh, okay. He's an awesome guy. Awesome guy. But he came over. He kind of crashed the party a little bit. And uh, immediately we started playing pool. We started playing, co- um, what is it, uh, washers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. Um, quarters? No, it's not like quarters. It's like cornhole. <laughs> it's like cornhole, but you have these huge washers. And you have. The board's just like cornhole, but instead of having one hole, you have three holes. And the three holes go from one, three, and five points, and then you do that. It's pretty much almost the same thing. But you throw big, giant big washers. Big washers like this big. So, um, are they, we are play, they like steel or are they like? Yeah, the stainless, the thick wow. stainless steel. So you got to do that. That sounds loud. Oh, it was very loud, especially on my uh, on my father-in-law's tile floor. Oh, so that was on not the tile floor. Yeah, on dude. the tile the blanket floor, down. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, oh it was. God. It was Nick, quite you put quite a dent loud. In the walls. Well, yeah. So we were, we were trying outside. to be. We were trying to be. Uh, I, I was, anyways. I was trying to be really subtle throwing those things because those things were. Were, oh, you were going everywhere. chuck a washer that probably weighs like a half a pound. No, it was. They were big. It was fun though. But we did that. We went outside. I guess they. People were shooting off fireworks in Lawrence, so yeah. that was fun. Um, and then we watched the ball drop, and we, I mean, the food, drinks, oh, my God, it was crazy. Love it, love it. I mean, I drank so much last night. I probably shouldn't be here on the show right now, but it was great. Oh, my God, I love I love hanging around with my in-laws and when everybody comes over, and it was it's always a good time, always nice. a good time. So yeah. and yeah. yeah, I was the last to go down. So <laughs> it was three in the morning, and then I woke up at, I woke up at six forty-five. That's late for you. Yeah, it is. I'm usually up at four, but I mean, if I'm going to bed at three, I'm not waking up at four. <laughs> so yeah, so then I went home after that. I woke up, got dressed, went home, fed the dogs, got what I needed to get, and then I was here for ten o'clock mm. with Danny, mm-hmm. working. So yeah. 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 No, I was in bed shortly after midnight. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, we left the party probably around like eleven twenty. Got home at eleven forty. You know, me and the boys watched uh, watched the ball drop, and then I, I dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, now I'm gonna play a video game. And then I was like, oh, it's midnight. No, I go I'm not. I'm not I'm, doing yeah, that. I'm going to bed. Good night. Yep. Oh boy. But yep. No, and the. It was just a great evening. There was no fighting. There was no nothing. No drama. Well, that's it nice. was just beautiful. It was awesome. It was a great end of the year. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Ready to start it off. Right, bushy tail. Right on the right foot. It was yeah, great. it was good. good. It was. It was a very good yeah. night to go into a very good day. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully we can carry this momentum into the whole year. But twenty twenty four, you're yep. the dragon, yep. man. This is uh, gonna be awesome. I hope so, man. I hope. Roar. So. I hope so. 
Hopefully it doesn't get go down in flames. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're on a well. We're speaking on of that, the how, Malaysian how airline would, right now. How would you rate twenty twenty three? I don't know. I would say it sucked. You would say it sucked. Yeah, I think twenty twenty three sucked. Why did it suck for you, Dave? Well, you know, I ended a relationship. I bring in, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, uh, I <laughs> got into that accident. and I'm out thirteen thousand dollars. So you know, that's Jesus. Yeah, that you know, does that, suck. You know, it is, yeah, it it uh, it sucked. Mm-hmm. It sucked. How about you, Nick? Did I thought it sucked for you. No, I mean it was pretty good. I mean I had some ups and downs, but overall, I mean it was it was pretty good. I mean, I got to go to Puerto Rico. Any 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 year that I'm able to go to Puerto Rico and relax and smoke a cigar on the beach, having my whiskey on the beach and relaxing, that's always a, that's always going to be a have, good year. You, you don't, you're telling me you're drinking whiskey down there, not rum? Oh, I'm drinking it all, brother. You're drinking it all. Most of the time. So I'm drinking, so most of the time I'm walking around with a handle of whiskey. Now, what are you smoking when you're down there? Everything. So I, I love a variety. So for me, it's everything. The so, ganja mons? No, no, no. I don't do that. I don't do that stuff. Um, but it's usually a variety. I mean, most of the time, I'm smoking early in the morning and then late at night making sure everybody's in bed and everybody's good. And then I go out in the hammock on on the deck. Well, what I mean is it like stateside cigars and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff you get I, I get, like, when we go to Old San Juan, so Old San Juan is usually a must trip for me and the wife. We love going down there. Yeah. I mean, it's it, the scene, you know, stopping in at uh, the cigar shop down there, mm-hmm. um, the cigar house. I mean, yeah. that's, for me, that's a must. So the, they would go, would do the Bacardi factory. Okay. which we have a lot of fun in. We always see our friend Christian. He's the ambassador to Bacardi now. Yeah. We first met him 17 years ago, and he was just the guy giving the tour. Now he's the ambassador to Bacardi, mm-hmm. which is awesome because every time we go there, he always brings us into like the VIP areas, and he always gets us free drinks and right. all that stuff. And then from there, Bacardi Factory, we take the ferry to uh, Old San Juan, and we walk around. Oh, that sounds horrible. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I hate it every time. So we do that, and we walk around. And then they have vendors there. People, They have people rolling cigars there in, in town. Oh, that's all. So you have a few vendors there. So I buy a few cigars and stuff yeah. like that and smoke them. And, and, uh, yeah, why not? Nothing like having a fresh cigar. You know? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then we go to uh, the forts and stuff like that. We see all like the historic areas and everything, and that's always awesome. I it always I've been going there for 17 18 years now. Wow. And every time I go there it is always amazing. Mm. It always does. I mean from That's good. Just going there and just getting that and standing outside the fort and being like Jesus, people fought and died here. And then going in there and seeing where, you know, the the galley was and seeing where they had the prisoners and stuff like that and all the turrets and everything cuz a lot of the turrets not the turrets, but um, you always oh, learn something new every time you go. Uh, not really. I've I've been there so many yeah. times. I've seen everything, <laughs> but like to you know stand next to the to the cannons and stuff like that. It's mm. always awesome. And then the thing that I never get over is how thick the walls are to the fort. I mean, they are unreal. I mean, they're like six, seven feet thick, and they're just crazy. I mean, you had people. One built that by hand, and then you had people guarding it and getting cannons 
shot into that and, and people rushing up there and it's crazy i mean it is absolutely i mean like you take yourself back to because i love history so you take yourself back to that moment where people were fighting on top of those walls and bleeding out and getting shot and hand-to-hand combat and it's yep. like holy shit have like you ever played assassin's creed black flag no no that i know i've i've it's, seen the game but that's like that's like you i stopped to, gaming you, a long oh, time man. ago for me man you get to like you get you right in that area yeah i mean you're, you're in that era blow that stuff up and yeah take it over and, and i love it. Oh, i love God, watching so cool. like a lot of documentaries on the i think it was like a span of like 10 years where piracy was like at its highest mm -hmm. In the Caribbean, and I mean Puerto Rico, the translation of Puerto Rico is rich port. So I mean that right there. I mean that was one of the stops. Nassau, uh, in the Bahamas, was was one of the main stops. Dominican Republic, I mean Barbados, all in the Caribbean, Cuba, and you know what I mean everywhere. So that is such a rich history there. And you just go to the fort, and you're like, wow, this is incredible. Well, the the popularity of, like, that ship battle and the pirate stuff yeah. they did in that game got so high that Ubisoft decided to make a game that was just solely that. Oh, shit. And it's called Skull and Bones. And oh, yeah. Out soon. That's awesome, man. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Early February, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, I mean... That's, I mean, any time I get to go down to Puerto Rico is a good year. So well, hopefully. We should all go down together. Yeah. yeah. Do a showdown. Podcast. I mean, you know, I'm all for it. I mean, come on. We should go to the cigar Why? house and Why? go down there. Start selling 724 because I know they don't have 724 <laughs> down there. Start selling 724 and do a podcast there because so their lounge is, it's, it's so, there's an indoor part and there's an outdoor part mm -hmm. and the outdoor part is just wide open. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful because you get the sun that comes in and everything. And it's just, we should do definitely do a podcast down there. That'd be awesome. That'd be insane. Oh, that sounds horrible. It yeah. does. It just, yeah. I hate it so much. I don't want to do it, but I want to do it. Right. <laughs> so what do we think of the Dark Star here? I'm going to say this is a fantastic cigar for 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. 10 12 bucks. Um, it's one of very my favorite tasty, Rockies. Very, very consistent. Yeah, I, it, this is one of my favorite Rockies, too. Um, it's got great flavor to it. It's going incredible with this, you know, drink. I wish I knew what was in it. He wouldn't tell me what was in it. Yeah, it's Levi. What are you gonna do? He's you know? a mysterious individual. Yeah, it seems like. But a... it's 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 basically an old fashioned that's been ramped up to go with this cigar. And man, it's just amazing. Yeah, he's he's damn good, man. He's mm. he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Just a little bit. Just yep. a tad bit. So now that I actually took the band off, mm -hmm. it actually, the tobacco went with it. Yeah. So they put a little bit too much glue on that mm -hmm. today. Still smoking good. Oh, yeah, well, I mean. There you go. So Fantastic. Let's, let's switch over to the uh, pipe. pipe We're going to switch gears here. We'll switch gears. To a, stay to on it. time. And uh, we are smoking. <clears throat> Uh, for our pipe tobacco tonight, something that's new to Twins, it is Cobb Plug by Samuel Gaywith. And uh, Cobb Plug is basically a plug format of their very popular 1792 flake uh, that's available here in the States. Over in uh, England and Europe, it's called Cobb Flake. Mm -hmm. well, for whatever reason... They don't call it that over here. They changed the name to 1792 Flake. 
but uh, from the website it says uh, Samuel Gaywith's uh, Cobb plug is essentially the plug version of the popular 1792 flake, a rich, dark, full-bodied pipe tobacco marked by its strong character and beautiful Tonkin notes. Fire-cured Tanzanian leaf and steamed and pressed Virginias are then pressed and steam pressed further mm. to marry and caramelize the flavors together. So it's basically a, um, a Burley and Virginia blend. Tonkin is a uh, kind of spicy vanilla bean that you find in Africa, and uh, it has a very unique kind of flavoring to it. I don't know many places that very, use this kind of topping, spice. and um, mm. it's very, very good. So Wow. Uh, like I said, brand new to us here at uh, Twins. What do you guys think? First, first light. Spicy meatball. Yeah. It is a spicy. I mean, sweet, mm -hmm. spicy. Sweet. Yeah, sweet, yeah. And spicy. <clears throat> the room note is incredible. The room note is fantastic. It's a very sweet, almost cherry-like. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. When I when I when you were smoking it last week. Um, I thought you were smoking an aromatic. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, what are you smoking? And you told me the plug. I was like, bro, I'm like, is that an aromatic? And you're like, no. I was like, wow. Yeah, I want to smoke the glass, but I don't know if I want to smoke the glass. Mm. But uh, the spice is very much in the retro, don't you think? Well, yeah, for sure. At least for me, it's not so much on the palate. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like a, a gentle kind of white pepper kind of spice. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the retro there. Very gentle. But um, very rich kind of molasses notes in the tobacco. You get that kind of dark vanilla, uh, the stewed fruit from the Virginias, uh, kind of background kind of cocoa nutty flavors from the Burleys and everything. Um, yeah. Let's take a sip of this drink here. Mm -hmm. See what we got. Mm. Oh my goodness. I mean, even without smoking the glass, I mean, mm. that is a totally different drink. That's a totally different drink. Mm. Wow. I have to say, I think this is going good. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, that's incredible. Wow. Mm. Now, Dave, you were real concerned about how the yeah citrusy notes. And what it do looks you think? like there's a little bit of grapefruit in here, I think. In the drink? In the drink. Probably. It um, looks a little purple. Yep. Purple um, or pinkish. Looks a little pinkle. Wow. I think smoking the glass does a good job to the drink. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, those vanilla notes in the um, uh, cob plug really, I think, complement the citrus. You know, just like, you know, chocolate and um I can't get orange, it fast enough. You know, it kind of goes together. That's what she said. Mm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Not a lot of talking going on here. Trying to smoke this glass. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, while people are smoking their glass and taking pictures of it and everything, let's do the uh, 724 flashback. 
a weekly segment highlighting historical events brought to you by 724 Cigars. Smoke a Ooh. piece of history. Oh, that's like almost chocolatey. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. almost chocolatey. That's crazy. On today, today? In night, on January 1st, 1959, Fidel Castro took over Cuba. Oh, that's really? Mm-hmm. And wow. thus began a uh, the great change of in in the cigar world mm. where uh, you see an exodus of people from Cuba go to Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican Republic, and all sorts of other places. And that basically created a huge, huge change in the cigar world. And, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, if anything, you can say what you want about, about, yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think that really set up the boom, um, in the nineties and, you know, you know, we're kind of, I think in a place where, you know, you know, back in the sixties and seventies, you know, Cuba was really undisputably the best place to get cigars. Oh yeah, for sure. Now I think. You know, you can go to Honduras, you can go to Nicaragua, you can go to the Dominican Republic, and you can any of those cigars from those countries are going to be able to hold their own against uh, mm. the best Cuban cigars. Oh, for sure. Now, Cuban tobacco, of course, has its own flavor profile and its own unique um, aspects to it and everything. Um, you can't duplicate what, you no. know, the, the soil creates. Right. But as far as quality goes... And flavor goes and everything. You can get great cigars everywhere. Oh yeah. And um, I mean, I mean, Nicaraguan for me right now, Nicaraguan and Honduras tobaccos are. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Don Carlos Personal Reserve, that Cameroon wrapper, Dominican binder filler. I mean, that is that's my desert island cigar. I was telling Kurt, and he was like kind of shocked mm-hmm. when I said that. But that for me, I mean, if I was on a desert island, I needed one cigar. And I was provided a box of that. It would be the Don Carlos Personal Reserve. Really? Yeah. I mean, that I is my that. that is my absolute favorite cigar. But I mean, I thought it would have been the Banker. <laughs> I mean, the Banker's pretty good. That was that was pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's oh, yeah, I mean, good, but yeah. I mean, Nicaragua. You know, the the cigars that are coming out of Nicaragua. I mean, Padrones is a is a is a testament to that. I mean, they've been doing it for. God, 100 years probably now, something like that. Well, 64, 64. was when the, country st- when the company started, yeah. So, almost 100 years, but it feels like 100 years. <laughs> it's but, more like almost 60. Yeah, so <laughs> it's close. Keep going, guys. Keep going. Um, but, I wow. mean, they, they they make incredible cigars. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for as far as Honduras is concerned, I mean, Aladino. Oh, my god. I mean, those things coming out of there, out of that factory, is just impressive yeah. short of nothing yeah. but impressive coming out of there i mean yeah. and i mean if you're trying to look for something in my opinion i mean you guys may disagree with me on it i mean if you're if you have a customer that comes in and they're looking you know for something close to a cuban i mean the classic the aladino classic for me is is pretty close i mean obviously they're using the the vintage is very close. The Vinches is very close too. I think the classic. Both of those are fantastic. I think the cigars. classic is a little more for me. The that, vintage that to me body. tastes exactly like a Monte Cristo number two. Maybe, maybe. I think I think a Monte Cristo number two has a little bit more tang to it, in my opinion. Um, 
but that classic i mean I, I, that is just such a fantastic smoke man i mean the aurora is a the, the aurora is coming just jesus yep they're coming strong baby yeah, they're coming baby. strong mm -hmm. love that sugar man yep yep go so, but yeah, i got a question i got oh. a question now that you said castro you know took over yeah. you know back in 59 59 59 what do you guys think would happen to cuba if, if castro didn't take over what do you guys think what would have happened now kind of put you weird world right now i don't know i mean i don't know that the, the cigar world would be incredibly different no but i mean as far as as far as cuba is concerned i mean because the united states was pretty heavily involved mm -hmm. obviously the mafia was 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 heavily involved in the casinos and stuff like that mm -hmm. there i mean godfather part one and two kind of highlight that mm -hmm. um but i mean what you know castro took it over because you know it was it was in his eyes from the documentaries that i've seen it was just getting it was going south real quick mm -hmm. um so i mean if Castro didn't up, you know, have the revolution and uprise and take over, you know, where do you think Cuba would have been at this point in time? Do you think it would have, you know, the United States would have went down there and kind of took it over, almost kind of like, uh, you know, I was gonna say Puerto Rico, but, and that's a whole another story about that. But I mean, do you think they would have been more Americanized and they would have moved forward in time, like? From my understanding, you know, I've, you know, from videos that I've seen online and you know, journalists that go down there, it's like it's stopped in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? The old cars and, you know, the, the buildings and everything, the way things they do down there. It's mm -hmm. so back then, 1960s, 1970s. So where do you guys think Cuba would have been if Castro didn't uprise, didn't take over? Do you think America would have just went in there and friggin built walmarts everywhere and or yep. what what do you what do you guys think pretty much they'd be puerto rico too what do you think danny i i don't know enough to to make an educated guess about that no i mean you know i i think cuba would be a very different place i don't think it would be as as uh uh i would like to think it wouldn't be as struggling as much as it is mm -hmm. You know, I, I think, um, um, you know, the one thing I can say is that, you know, as as bad as it was, you know, for, you know, for the people of Cuba that, yeah. that Castro took over, that diaspora that happened afterwards really created our modern cigar world. Yeah. And I don't know if... We would exist here at Twins without that happening. True, true. You know, so I I think things would be drastically different. I think they they would be drastically different for the country of Cuba. Yes. Um. You know, would would they be you know in a in a a, a much better financial you know state? I I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but uh, um. I don't think this. I think the cigar world would be nothing like it is now. I don't mm. think we would know all the stuff we do about Nicaraguan, and no. Honduran. And the only reason 
people started making cigars in those countries is because they couldn't do it anymore in Cuba. Yeah. Yep. And be free. Yeah. You know, I agree. So um, I think I think things will be radically, radically different. Yeah. Oh, I definitely agree on that, especially, you know, I can't really speak on uh, political or um, the political landscape there. But I mean, as far as the cigars are concerned, I think definitely the the landscape would definitely be a whole lot different. I mean, with that, you know, with it being so hard to get Cubans, mm-hmm. you know, Nicaraguan cigars, Honduran cigars, and now, you know, Mexican San Andreas is making a big impact right. in, in you know, in Dominican cigars as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole nine yards. So without that, without, you know, the, the things that happened in Cuba, we wouldn't have the industry that we have now right right you know now something that you know we've all seen happen you know as and i think it is a result of the regime over there you know you, you things like you said have basically stayed in the 50s and in the 60s well, down yeah. there um agriculturally speaking they're not really doing a whole lot different no um you know and uh that's shown too in the um uh the production of cigars i mean everybody knows that that cuban cigars you know while you can still get really good yeah. amazing tobacco from there but it's not consistent there's there's a you know inconsistency and and of course the the scarcity of those cigars is driving up the price yep and um you know there's more and more demand and the prices have you know gone up and you know, uh, if if you're not oh boy, did if, the prices go up? If you're not paying <laughs> twenty or thirty bucks for a, a cigar in Cuba from Habanos, yeah, you're probably getting a fake. Well, you know, a fake Cuban, a fake from, Cuban. It's real Cuban tobacco, but it's not from right, the factories. It's, it's not from the factories, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you know, and, and so people have like um, uh, Half Wheel just announced that that one of their traditions that they've been doing year after year since they started of like uh uh looking at the really hard to find what they call the holy grails of cigars uh they're stopping doing that why because (laughs) can't afford it so expensive they're so rare it's so hard to know these days whether or not you're getting a legitimate one or not that it's just not worth doing anymore and one of the things that kind of dovetails with that you know is as people complain about how much cuban cigars cost Mm. um and you know you couple that with the fact that if you're paying 50 or 60 bucks for a cigar and you know multiply that by 20 for the box Mm -hmm. you know and then any four or five or six of them may be unsmokable because they're plugged or whatnot mm-hmm. um are you see you know there's there there are people who are noticing that with um you know a lot of cigars are increasing and going into that 20 30 40 dollar yeah. thing price range and the the question is um you know are are we seeing a lot more inconsistency with those cigars too <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I think I think some of it is 
maybe to, you know, kind of the backlash of the whole COVID shutdown and everything, a lot of people quit. They had to bring on new people, training new people. There have been consistency problems. There have mm-hmm. been issues with, with things. We've had, um, you know, we've had some issues with uh, lately with uh, uh, Drew Estate and some of their you yeah. know, uh, Liga Pravada high-end cigars come in and you open the box and there's a bunch of cigars that you know are damaged in there yep. now was that them was that the travel was that i mean who yeah knows? was a was that ups you know, just kind of throwing around the boxes you or don't whatnot? you don't know but it hadn't happened in the past and now right. you're seeing it more and more mm-hmm. more and more often yeah so i got another question for you mm-hmm. so if tomorrow yeah which i doubt because Biden's really, in my opinion, <laughs> Biden's really not there. But um, if tomorrow Biden says, we're opening up the floodgates in Cuba, mm-hmm. we're going to integrate, we're going to whatever, we're going to go down there and start relations and all that. Mm-hmm. And for us in the cigar industry and for the cigar community, everybody's going to be like, oh, we're going to be able to get Cubans. Yep. So if that happens, say the end of this week, we're able to get Cubans, or as retailers, we're able to buy Cubans to sell in our store. Mm-hmm. Would you think that would hurt the industry, or would it lift it up? What do you guys think? I would really like to see the current blenders of the day, like the Steve Sakas, the Nick Melos, you know, blend with Cuban tobacco. It would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to That's see that, That's what I would like to see. Yeah, I I, I, I think, don't think that the industry would change much at all if Cuba was open because number one, there isn't enough to go around. Right. It'd be like everybody trying to buy Alfonso boxes. Right. You yeah. Know? It, so you don't have to worry about because there just isn't enough anyways. Right. Yeah. Just Cuba's small. Mm-hmm. You know. So no, I'm I I wouldn't be worried about it. But the only thing that would happen was, you know people would be able to blend with it and i think that would be crazy amazing to see i think yeah. i think there would be a huge rush at first yep because people have you know the the whole forbidden fruit thing i've never been able to get this now i can get it yeah but once i think once they see the cost of what it would be oh yeah and once they you know get and let's take the whole you know let, let's assume that all the cigars are are well rolled and there's well, no consistency g- issues with them at all once people smoke them and realize oh, oh you know this okay i, I think it's going to be over i don't i don't think yeah i well, think here's there's so really much because cuban, cuban cuban tobacco basically has uh, two growing regions yep you know yeah. so there's only so much different things you can do with one and two <laughs> true you know so and when you when you've i think dave's right when you take cuban tobacco and you blend it with other things now you've got something special yeah well the other thing is is that uh you know their rollers are paid by stick Mm -hmm. so as the demand goes up the quality goes down yeah that's just natural Mm -hmm. way of things with a handmade product Mm -hmm. you know um so their demand they're going to be like you're gonna have to make 10 times more than you did last week because now america can buy this stuff yeah the quality is just going to go to shit so, yeah, we're going to get all these nice new Cuban cigars, and everybody's going to be like, wow, this sucks. I can't even draw off it. Yeah. You know? And then, so, I, I think that, you know, 
I think the most realistic thing would be people would be able to blend with it. I don't even know if we, you know, because they're going to want to buy the tobacco to blend with it. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're going to tell me that Nick Malello or Saka, if they were given Cuban tobacco enough to blend a cigar line with it, that they wouldn't? Oh, of course they no, would. And they you, do you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. there wouldn't even be enough for them to... Or you know, would the would the converse be true? If, if that were something that were opened up, would Cuba start incorporating other countries of tobacco in with it, you know, and make... There new new cigars, you know, blending with the other blending yeah. blending with yeah. other yeah. tobacco. Or so they're not already mm-hmm. or innovating. They're, they're yeah, you know, because that's got to be one of their Achilles heels over there. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, take for instance Nick Perdomo. I mean, mm-hmm. their factory is state of the art. They're they're everything. They control everything from seed to cigar. And I'm yep. not saying Placencia doesn't do that because obviously Placencia is or Aladino. or Aladino or Saco or Melillo. I mean, the the this day and age, most of your factories and most of your plantations are gonna be state of the art. Mm-hmm. And I think if we open up relations with that, that would probably be my guess. That would be the first thing that they would do is bring everything up to speed. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna get people that are probably gonna travel down there mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, I want to stay here." Oh, wait, they need they need rollers, they need bun- mm-hmm. you know bunchers or whatever. And I think in that case, and again, this is we're just talking theory here. Yeah, yeah. I think in that case, the quality can go up. I mean, you and then you start you know having relationships with the manufacturers that are available in the United States doing relationships with Cuba. So then you're going to have ideas going back and forth. And then, of course, there's going to be some people going back and forth, you know, picking up employment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could, you know, in a, in a sense of that reality. It would be really cool to see. It would be interesting. Like yeah, absolutely. It would be really interesting where where the the industry would go at that point. Because, I mean, like you said, Cuban cigars are kind of like the forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. And if they are now widely available, how different the landscape is going to be. Yeah. Be very very interesting to see that. Yes, sir. I think so, I think at some point, I mean, I think at some point the United States will open relationships back to Cuba. I, I mean, think that'll happen. That's I mean, it'll happen. I don't know if it's going to happen soon, but because there's more priorities and there's more, I mean, there's higher priorities in the United States than just opening up relationships with Cuba here, unrealistically. But, I mean, in the future, I'd love to see that. That'd be awesome. It'd be very interesting to see that happen and to see where the cigar culture will go yeah. and how, how it will grow or if it's going to – I don't think it will hurt the industry, but it'll be interesting to see that. Yeah. So what's our final thoughts here on the um... – oh. Bob plug from Samuel Gaywith. It's a Best Buy. You Not really like it, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, this thing is good and all the way you, around. It is man. a strong tobacco. This is a high vitamin N product. Vitamin N is a mm-hmm. nicotine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm really, I'm really surprised by it. It is a very out of the box. Gallup and Hogarth for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
For sure. Why is it out of the box for you? Because it's it's so it's got so much of an aromatic nuance, and I'm not used to an aromatic nuance coming mm. from Gal with no guard. There's usually, usually a, a very we're gonna punch you. Yeah, in the face. It's usually pungent. Yeah, but I mean, this is I guess out of left field, All like the rope like you said. Brands, yeah, the dark bird's eye. You know what I mean? It's not like their normal. Yeah, well, but I mean they, the the, they the are flakes. Known, they are known for creating some very aromatic stuff. Um, there's another one uh, that we got downstairs called uh, Cannon Plug, um, which is Even essentially... Even that does not sound very aromatic. It doesn't sound it, but it is. Mm-hmm. It is essentially the same tobacco as Best Brown Number 2, mm-hmm. but it's got a honeydew topping on it. Oh, wow, that's weird. And it is very, very unique. That's cool. Very unique. Yeah. We'll have to get that next uh, next week. <laughs> we could. And an interesting thing, I mean, these plugs are like... You know, six inch. Oh yeah. By two inch brownies, I mean they're like a brick though. You could yeah. You could kill somebody with them. Put it in. They're a very very dense. Very dense tobacco. You really have to work to cut the stuff. Yeah yeah. But uh, I really didn't have to let this stuff dry very much. No. Um, you just cut it real fine, and um, stays lit real well. It's got good flavor to it. It's burning uh, nice and steady all the way. This around. thing's burning so, so well. Mm-hmm. It's burning so well. Like it's usually so this, slow. This I'm pipe, usually I'm a power I, smoker. I'm usually done. Yeah, I'm not a half halfway well, this there. Well, small. So this this thing's usually done after a half hour. I'm yeah. impressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This I am very I'm very impressed with this tobacco. I mean, last a couple of weeks ago we had the anthology. Yep, that was fantastic. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean. Jesus, Jeremy Reeves, what a genius that yeah, man right? is. But, I mean, this, jeez, we are hitting it out of the park every time we get up to bat. Well, next week we're going to be going over the uh, Consumer Choice uh, results, mm. the Consumer Choice Cigar of the Year packs. Um, we picked the five, uh, what we thought were the top cigars and you know frankly best sellers mm-hmm. here at twins that came out in uh 2023 and um we made a bunch of packs they all sold out people are just finishing up smoking the packs now i guess and the uh, results are coming in on the uh, voting cards i didn't even know we had and one. yes it's great Thanks. and those are going to be locations and, <laughs> And uh, those are going to be, those are going to be, we're going to reveal what those cigars were, and we're going to pick the uh, cigar of the year. Are we going to kind of reveal it, basically. Yeah. I was going to say, we're going to smoke all of them, all no, five we're not, cigars? No, we're not going to smoke all five, but we are going to talk about it. They, they are, you know, I think all of us would agree. We've talked about them all before. Yeah. These are what I think we thought of as the top five best new cigars of 2023 yeah for sure and we're kind of letting this year we're kind of letting the the consumers you know do the picking uh as to what the favorite is instead of us kind of deciding yeah but uh i'll be happy with whatever because those well i mean we did that last year yeah that was great yeah Mm -hmm. i'm glad we're doing this an annual thing Mm -hmm. so that'll be our show next week and uh we're now at eight o'clock again Things are going back to normal. Thanks so God. at least 2024 is starting off on that front. Yeah. I'll take it. That's yep. a win yep. for us, baby. Win-win, baby. That's yep. a win for not just blowing smoke, baby. So next Monday, the 8th, it's going to be the 8th, right? Yeah. Yep. 
the 8th of January. We'll be right back at 8 o'clock, and we'll be talking about our best cigars of the year. And then the following week, we'll talk about best pipe tobaccos. Yeah. Wow. Right. The anthology is going to be in the running. I'll tell you that right now. Anthology is definitely in the running. Definitely in the running. And I had a little bit of uh, steampunk. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Steamworks. Steamworks. I call it steampunk. I don't know why. Steamworks. I'm, I'm fine with steampunk. Steamworks. Anyways, I had a little oh, bit of that today. Oh, yeah. my. Mm-hmm. Nom, nom. Oh, damn. That is so good, good, man. That is so good. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week, 8 o'clock, right here. Don't miss out. Stay smoky, my friends. Bye. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke. The podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking